0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Molly Davis,
2: and I'm joined
1: by Luke Owen.
2: Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Bloody Davis. How was your weekend? It was good. I did the poetry. Well, on that, Russell Abercrombie emailed in to say, Afternoon, fellas. I listened to the Saturday podcast this morning and ended up in tears laughing at Ollie's Poetry Corner submission. Can we please make this a new segment where Ollie reads <laughs> out a list uh. of ridiculous things? There's only so many porn titles after all in his serious presenter voice. Uh, on the same topic, have you read John Ronson's series, The Butterfly Effect, about Pornhub and the decline in the porn industry? Yeah, it's, it's very good. good. If not, it's a must listen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it went down well. We got a couple of tweets, people saying, like, Crikey, that uh, that that Ollie's poem. Uh, my wife thought it was very funny. Mm. Um, yeah, how did it go down? It went
1: down well. I split it, like I said, I would into, like I did the the serious one in the first half of the show. There was an intermission, and then I I came back on in the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was worried because we got there and you know people were fly- filing in, and I was like, that's a kid, <laughs> and there was like an eight year old girl there. Everyone else was. You know, at least twenty and above. Mm-hmm. But then there was just this eight-year-old girl. And I was like, "Oh my god, have I misjudged this? Is this actually like quite a nice community space?" And uh I, that luckily, she left after the intermission. Yeah. What would you have done if she'd stayed? I would have. Well, I asked. Um, I asked the organizer uh, what they thought, mm-hmm. and could they have a word? Because I'd, I'd be fine not to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like really itching mm-hmm. to to read out all these porno titles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it went down well Good I think and a lot of people laughed It was weird Because when you're up there on stage We experienced this at MediaCon I think a bit It sounds like no one is reacting Oh yeah, yeah, totally And uh, I watched back the recording of it And actually a lot of people are laughing So that made me feel good Yeah, yeah And a lot of people laughed at the punchline Which we found was could have been confusing mm-hmm. uh, So that's good. good But I couldn't hear those people laughing All I could hear was the organiser of the event being confused at the punchline and being like, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. That that was the joke. (laughs) And apparently that, me saying that
2: was the joke, ruined it. (laughs) Ruined it a bit in in my girlfriend's eyes. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Yeah, good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we've got a quick email here from Zachary Reynolds who says, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, I just wanted to drop your line and say thank you all so much for Wrestle Talk and the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I previously listened to a different UK wrestling podcast that is also a popular YouTube channel, but mm. became discouraged because the host was so negative and vitriolic that I found I could no longer enjoy it. Ah,
1: oh, no, don't say that because. This is quite a negative show
2: uh, then i found your nxt review podcast and was pleased to realize that you gentlemen keep a positive outlook on wrestling and are decently in touch with Aww. indie stuff as well and then lo and behold uh, did i discover that luke and laurie were also gaming enthusiasts this is wonderful because in my friends group i'm the odd man out and sole wrestling fan amongst the gamers and the sole tabletop fan amongst the wrestling buffs uh so i'll uh, we've got a question for myself uh, and laurie which i'll save for the um, NXT review podcast uh, So thank you again guys You are my wrestling review podcast of choice Keep up the great work The three of you are doing a marvellous job Keep up, uh, Greetings from the US Zach That's
1: very kind of you Thank you Zach I have uh, i don't know if you've noticed this Luke I've got up
0: iTunes
2: Well actually I got a tweet over the weekend Asking what happened to the uh, spoon updates mm. And I said I took over admin And I just kept forgetting to do it Plus like that's a lot on me as well
1: I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. m- spoons are my update thing. <laughs> uh I think I just got bored. <laughs> That's where the spoon updates went.
2: We uh we do like to run through gimmicks for a little while, but as mm. soon as they run their course, we're just like, nah, we're just quite we'll like, like, like WWE. Yeah, but just we just quietly drop them. them. <laughs> we can criticize them when they do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we should start a new segment. It's called Help the Algorithm. <laughs> Help the algorithm. Yeah, uh, so yeah. You
2: get like a rhythmic uh, jingle for it. Something rhythmy. Well, we've Help asked for jingles out. before, and no that. one's ever really sent anything in. Or if they have, anything it's just good. It, it's just them like saying the words. Basically, what you just did. We got the really good Pooh Bear one. You, well, yes, I was. That's what I was hoping for. But these, what I mean is, people just going like Crab gimmicks. And, and I think we're looking for <laughs> something a bit more than that. We're looking for, like, buckle-style... Uh, Adam Buxton style uh, jingles. Um, Nicholas uh, Mazola as well also uh, emails in to say I'm a huge pod swafter. I look forward to your podcast and YouTube videos. I love your banter about movies, lady partners, and Dungeons and Dragons. The thing I love most is your honest and unbiased critique of the world of professional wrestling. You both have even turned me on to watching more New Japan TV. Oh, that's good. Uh, the question for this day is, should I cancel my WWE Network subscription? I mean, really, the only good pay-per-view they've had this year is War Games, and I've had a couple of good matches on Evolution. Uh, can you give me your thoughts on this thank you for everything you do keep up the awesome work you do and if they gave out stars for podcasts, podcast you would get five well they do give out uh, stars <laughs> for podcasts they're on the iTunes reviews uh, where well, you can give five stars so Help thank you
1: very much the algorithm so Help thank you very much algorithm uh,
2: Nick for emailing in um, I would say no don't cancel your network subscription no. if, if you can afford to keep it on you may as well because you're always going to watch WWE pay-per-views you're always going to be able to watch NXT and so it's probably worth keeping that Plus next year we're going to get those big changes and there'll be more indie content added to it. So it's probably worth keeping hold for that as well.
1: And, you know, Swerved. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Swerved on there. That's, they do not do that anymore. They've got Renee Young's series where she gets coffee with people. Kathy, unfiltered. Kelly, Kathy Kelly's got a cookery show on there, I believe. Our truth seemed to have filmed a pilot so bad <laughs> it didn't even make it. Onto the wrestling WWE network as a game show. Even
2: Vince McMahon would not put that on. And he thinks that r is the funniest man on the planet.
1: Yeah, I I, I take against what you said about WWE not having good pay-per-views this year. I think it feels that way. Yeah. But actually, you know, like every TakeOver has been amongst some of the best wrestling shows of all time. Yeah. Evolution was so much fun. TLC was really good. I love... The men's Royal Rumble match mm-hmm. uh, this year, I think Royal Rumble was really good. Uh, WrestleMania is just just crazy. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane. It was bonkers. Yeah, and you know, there's there's been a few others like Survivor Series had some good matches on there. Uh, so, and I I always think that the WWE Network is well worth it just because of the archive content. Absolutely, exactly. If I don't have anything else to watch. I'm watching Attitude Era, Raw, or ECW. Yeah, That's like just my default. I've got a pizza, and I don't want to watch anything else if you win.
2: Yeah, and like, it's, I think people can bemoan sort of the WWE Network and be like, ah, they're just putting out a crap product and things like that. But again, we bring this up, but they were putting out a crapper product in 2006, <laughs> and we're currently reviewing uh, December to Dismember, the ECW pay-per-view. And... <coughs> That was in a period where not only were they putting out a crap product, they were asking you to pay $40 for each pay per view that they put out. And they put out three in the space of four weeks. And they do that now, but you get it all for 10 bucks. Like, so really, Nine ninety nine. dollars it's cheaper than Netflix or whatever it was that they kept. Oh, no, it's Netflix, but better. It mm. was their uh, catchphrase for a little while. It's Netflix, but specifically neat, like <laughs> ridiculously centred around one genre. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I would certainly say uh, keep hold of it. Do you want to do an iTunes review or do you want to save those for the outro? I think I'd do so.
1: Oh, I guess if we do them in the outro, that will sort of people will hopefully
2: go on to iTunes
1: after yeah. they finish this Let's save it for the outro
2: I'm also just going to tell people now Just just go and give us a, a five star review on iTunes It does help the algorithm We think Like no one really knows how iTunes algorithms works I don't even think iTunes knows how their algorithms work Because Steve Jobs took the secret with him to the grave Well I, as we, we have found out through our connections There's only one person that runs the podcast side of iTunes Because In Europe uh, yes, uh, in Europe, because it's a... Uh, they've got two people in it Because <laughs> it's an Apple product that doesn't make any money. So they don't want to invest any money in it, which makes sense as a business. That makes sense. Or, like, they... I mean,
1: they've surely got the means to create... A, I mean, they, this is very uh, inside baseball, but... They could become YouTube for podcasts Mm -hmm. quite easily, where the services that we use, like Acast, that dynamically serve ads onto the podcast, so when you get a podcast, it has those adverts in there. iTunes should just do that, and they can make all the money that way. Yep. But they
2: haven't. They haven't. They decided that there was going to be a free (laughs) platform, and then everyone got involved, and they were like, oh, now it's too late to make people pay to put up a podcast. Um, let's have a quick Rusev. Well, a, a James Henry calls this a Rusev maybe. <laughs> so we'll find out how this goes. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and the late comer, the fakest of fakadores. I have a Rusev maybe, uh, maybe not. However, I want to share with you that I'm a rugby lad who has an almost secret identity as a wrestling fan. I don't watch the product anymore. Just listen to the podcast religiously on my commute to work. Thank you very much for listening. Being an ex-semi-pro rugby player whose career was cut wow. short by two separated discs in my Oof. spine, Pop. I was sorry two Ooh. separate discs in my spine popping two years ago with no way of recovery. You guys have helped me keep this secret life alive without having to enjoy the tedious three hours of Raw every single week. LOL. I work at a brewery and have the conversation turned into wrestling spontan- uh, spontaneously when my colleague revealed that he was best friends with piss pants Drake Maverick himself <laughs> all throughout school in Walsall. He showed me text between the two saying EC3 is going to get pushed to the main roster as soon as possible. So PW Insider were right on that yeah, one. But then. what about WrestleTalk sources? Which is oh, this which guy? Oh, which is this guy? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, you should have emailed this. Well, we need to deal with this sooner. But I would have emailed this with like urgent. <laughs> this is your, you know, breaking news. Breaking news. news. Um, I-, I was shocked that he was. Uh, ch- he has childhood photos of the two of them, and however shameful, have kept up the secret identity through WrestleTalk, and it would not go down well between my rugby friends. We drank beer and. Hmm. Yeah, I won't read out that last bit. Basically, he did rugby. You know, like rugby um, uh, societies at university when they used to do sort of their hazing style things Mm. that I, I really, really do not agree with and sort of forcing people to do things that I don't think they might be comfortable with. He sort of details that a little bit. Um, I just want to reach you out. Uh, You have such an audience that your content is much better than WWE. I cancel my subscription and intend to spend my tenor on being a pledge hammer, so I'd rather listen to Royal Rumble 2000 than watch uh, WrestleMania 2019. Make of that what you will. Uh, You guys have helped me through my gambling issues, though. Get better uh, without having to email that in. Cheers, guys. James. Well, thank you very much for your email, and I'm glad we can help you out in some way. glad we can entertain you on your commute to work. Um, For the previous
1: person who was talking about cancelling their network subscription,
2: if that would allow
1: you to donate on Patreon to us... (coughs) then I take back everything I said
2: (laughs) do that alright okay so we are going to get on with the rest of the show but we've got a bit of a special treat in the outro not only is Oli Davis going to read out some iTunes reviews we've been sent a present that we have to open before the Christmas show apparently so we're going to dive into that Uh, but first we're going to be talking about this quote new era of uh, WWE will things change what's changed let's find out here's the show which was opened by the return of Vince McMahon last night. God,
1: first time he's been on TV since I think Raw 25. No, no, no. He's
2: been on before then. I am sure of it. Well, he's, he's been on since then. Yeah, because he's he's been on TV well before Raw 25 as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot before. You know, I'd say yes. I'd say a handful of times. Okay, Ollie <laughs> hilariously misspoke. Let's make
1: fun of this guy. Let's make fun of Vince because he came out. With, uh, you know, this was once upon a time cocky heel dancing. But he kept, I just felt like his heart wasn't in it. You know when you can tell where people... Like, even if you're a professional and your heart not's in it, it it, it, it kind of seeps through. When he came out and he was doing this awkward granddad dancing... I like Theresa May. Yeah, it just, it just didn't connect with me in the usual way. And usually I love seeing Vince. And it was a thrill to see Vince on this show.
2: I thought it was remarkable in that as a wrestling fan base, we have been, I'd say for the majority of 2018, bemoaning the McMahons, uh, bemoaning Vince. He's out of touch. He's this. He's that. Can't wait to see him step down. You see all these sort of toxic fans being like, he's the worst. I can't wait till the XFL kicks off and he leaves. As soon as that music is, everyone is on their feet, singing along, going like, hey, Vince is here, doing the bowing and everything. I'm like, "You, Daniel Bryan's right. Fickle. Fickle. <laughs> Fickle. Come, on, I, 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 do, I know. I was, I was fully expecting that to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think
1: that's bewildering at all. Nope. I would be the same, because it's like, yeah, sure, it's hypocritical, but we're all hypocrites. Totally. And to see a Vince McMahon entrance, he hasn't got many. You know, like I, The Undertaker should never wrestle again. I believe that. But if The Undertaker does an entrance, it's gonna, be, I'm gonna enjoy it a lot. Yes, bewildering so, is the wrong word
2: to use. Um, but this was so the the report is that uh, vince did not want to return as an on-screen character as what Russell votes are, are reporting which is kind of in line with the reports that have been around for sort of several years now which is that vince is done being on tv he's he's had enough he doesn't really want to do it anymore he just wants to sit behind his little desk and direct the show and just be the head of creative and he doesn't want to be you know the responsibility of also being an on-screen character but when ratings are in a slump when ratings are bad They just card him out because he's a proven proven ratings draw. Mm. And you just wheel him out there again to be like, do the dance and we'll pop a rating. Yeah, and
1: that's what happened here. But it wasn't just a... Well, I was going to say it wasn't just an empty return that didn't mean anything. Uh, Because the idea was that Vince was going to announce a shake-up. That was the exact tweet. He's going to shake things up. And, of course, that brings... Memories of the Superstar shakeup, which is what WWE call the draft these days. Mm -hmm. And with all that, and when Vince came out, he he said, you know, I've been doing this 25 years, and one of the reasons Raw has lasted that long is because we change with the times. Yep, they always change with the times. (coughs) Standing in front of a set that has not changed since 2008. Yep the lcd is that really set like that, that is rid- I went back and researched it because it was a joke that got cut from my news oh yeah it's either 2008 or 2011 but i like the one that makes it seem worse yeah totally and yeah he says that and he says i can't do it by myself anymore so let me bring out some people yeah and i was <laughs> i was genuinely c- curious about who this was going to be i can't believe i didn't see this coming it's Stephanie, it's Triple H,
2: and it's Shane McMahon. Yeah. Ascent, Vince McMahon, is. there's a reason why he's the greatest promoter in the world of wrestling. Like, he's the, the biggest genius this industry has ever seen. Because, Can we say the most successful guy? No, no, no. no. I'm going to say he's a genius. Okay. I'm going to call him a genius in this segment in particular because, really... The reason why WWE has been bad for a lot of this year, I'm not gonna say all of this year, because actually I think there's been portions of this year that have been very, very good. Mm. But let's say, okay, so let's say for the sake of argument, the Survivor series up until TLC were very, very bad. And ratings were plummeting, this, that, and the other. The reason behind that is Vince McMahon, right? Like he's the guy who oversees everything, he's the guy that signs off on everything. Everything that is bad on the show, Vince has been signing off on it. And yet here he comes out and it's not just Finn, Steph's there as well, and Triple H and Shane, they're all sort of involved in this creative side of thing. They're all signing it off as well as the the upper echelon. And these four come out and go like Baron Corbin's rubbish, Any, It's all Baron Corbin's fault. And we as fans will go, yeah, Baron was bad, wasn't he? And it all was his fault. And the crowd bought into it and they lapped it all up and they booed Baron Corbin for him being Stephanie is just like they're booing you because you made raw rubbish.
1: I don't think so. I think you're confusing, well, I'm, I'm here just to have a good time. I'm going to, because it was a lively crowd, same same town as uh, TLC was the previous night. And the McMahons did every trick in the book to get the crowd to boo Baron Corbin. Triple H kept on saying, oh, come on, if you boo him, oh, was so they so you, you won't be able to hear Baron speak. And what happens is all those four out there, Baron Corbin comes out and then they go to an ad break. And they come back. And apparently in that ad break was just Baron Corbyn getting heat from the crowd. So I I, I I don't think everyone's bought into
2: this idea that it's actually Baron Corbyn. I think everyone, in, well, not everyone in the <laughs> arena. Maybe they were playing I along with I think they just it, played along. I But I, I, I'm sticking to my guns. He's an absolute genius. No, 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 he no. He turned no, it around. No, he's he not, drew, drew he's all the not. heat away
1: from himself. But, the, but I, it didn't work. I don't think it anyone...
2: Did it? No one in the arena, like, booed Baron Corbin. You,
1: surveys the, you surveyed every single person. I did, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I've got, well, I've got
2: all go. of the evidence to prove as much.
1: I I certainly didn't buy into it. Absolutely not. Um, I, d- I don't think... I haven't read a single review that that bought into it. And I, I do think the people there were just up for a good time and they played along with it. Uh, but before Baron came out, Stephanie... Like, this, this whole idea that Stephanie and Triple H and Shane McMahon... Other people to take over from Vince Like that's what It was like this You know I'm gonna step aside Or at least have these people Working with me now It's like What? But not even like As a backstage thing On On your product In kayfabe They've been in control
2: of these shows I mean. for the last
1: two years. But well, that's
2: what I mean. This is this is what I'm talking about. How good Vince McMahon is as a promoter and as a storyteller. To essentially just make it all. But it's a bad story. I, I, think- I know. But it's not like the crowd went. This is a bad story, and we should all just like turn on this. They all went. This is great. we no. uh, and we're going to have a good time with this. He could like, and I think he could have done this in any town, and he would have got the same reaction because they're very good at manipulating the crowd into reacting the way they want them to react. But I don't think that's a long-lasting thing. Like, as soon as they
1: walk out and watch next week, they're gonna be like, "No, nah, it's still crap." I let's not keep going over this point because we're not, we're not getting anywhere on that. You no. think that the, the live crowd means something in their reactions here? <laughs> I don't. So, uh, but what the, the changes that they teased? Triple H said that, that Stephanie admitted they've been letting down their audience, and now we're going to be the authority, us as fans. And Hunter promises new faces and changes. It was just a promo that sounded so so much like a press release. It was all PR. It was corporate speak. I made the joke in my news that, you know, us as investors are now the authority. I mean, sorry, uh, fans. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like Q4 was a really bad month for creative. I mean, sorry, the last few weeks of TV were bad for creative. I just, I, nothing of this came offers genuine and there's like a track record of this this is almost a biannual event where Shane we, we talked about it in yesterday's TLC Shane McMahon came back in 2016 and said the same thing said you know you've let ratings slide Stephanie you've dominated you've suffocated that was another word they used what's your roster and now I'm here to make
2: a change and yeah, they did the brand split, but nothing really changed. No, and nothing will change next week. In fact, we know nothing changes next week, and we'll have to wait and see until the new year what really comes of the... Cause, okay, so are the McMahons going to be on every show now? Like, are they now just the four... all four of them going to be across every show as on-screen characters doing the backstage segments? If so, what's the need for Paige on SmackDown? I guess we'll find out more on SmackDown tonight, whether or not we see... Will we? Well, well, no. Well, we might do because if we don't see any of them, like if we just see Shane, then maybe Raw's its own little separate entity where all four of them are on, but SmackDown just has Shane and Paige.
1: That was the other thing that Shane was out there, and Shane also apologized, and like for SmackDown, and I was like, "But you're, you're one of. We don't love it every week, but um, you know, you're one of the more celebrated shows <laughs> yeah. of WWE. Why are you? I just, I just thought it was it all rang hollow. And uh, I, because of past experience, you know, like, fool me once, WWE, shame on you, fool me 14
2: times, Yep, we'll still shame be here. on us. Uh, I liked it when Triple H and um, Shane hugged. Like, Survivor Series oh, last year God. meant nothing.
1: And weren't Stephanie and Shane meant to be in this really tense That's the whole negotiation whole the about
2: Lars Sullivan lurky? <laughs> well, that was the whole point of the brand split as well, is that Sh- uh, Shane and Stephanie are supposed to be at war with each other, but they only bring that up when... Survivor Series rolls around, I guess, mm. and then they never bothered to mention it ever again. And then they're just here hugging, and they're all on the same page. And yeah, it is. I, I thought that this whole opening thing felt like pandering, but especially when Triple H were like, "You, are pointing to the audience, you're the authority figure now." And I was like, "Get lost!" Like, I didn't yeah. really buy into that at all. It was it was very empty
1: pandering, mm-hmm. uh, and it like if they did that segment and then the rest of the show was completely different. We would we would be talking about this in a much more posi- positive way. But this episode of Raw there was nothing to differentiate it from the last few weeks of crap TV we've had. Nope. The only thing like they, where they've made an effort which seems like it was hastily thrown together anyway were these NXT advertised call-ups. Yes. Which um they like halfway through the show they say Coming on their way to WWE, yeah, which is just like a ah oh, bless them branding. Ah, oh, they're coming up. They it's, really earned their it way. It was just missing the little TM next to it. Yeah, and they ran like Michael Cole introduces this segment as here's all the all the things that are going to drastically shake up WWE, Raw and SmackDown, and they do video packages back to back video packages, which weren't like. Even that impressive video packages no. uh it seems like they were just put together at the last moment and were just oh just let's just do
2: it all in the same segment and uh, we won't have interviews or anything it will just be back to back and if you're a wrestling fan if you're a wwe fan that's been watching this product this year and you've seen what has happened to the nxt call-ups in 2018 why on earth would you be excited that lacey evans is coming up to tv now or heavy machine or anything like that you can't be like well that's gonna make me tune in next Mm. week well i mean do you want to talk about the the call-ups now yeah yeah we'll do it now so we've got
1: lars sullivan which, Which has been knew. announced for a month. Yeah. So that's like I don't really count that. I'm not counting it either. Uh,
2: we've got Nikki Cross, who has already debuted. Really, she's been uh, on the SmackDown touring team for the last year, basically. Yeah. She did like a a, a
1: surprise challenge for Becky Lynch on the November UK shows for SmackDown, uh, and then like you said, Lacey Evans, mm-hmm. who I've written down <laughs> as Lacey Sullivan, and even had to re-record that bit in the news. I was like, that's there. They they wouldn't have called them both that, right? <laughs> Uh, heavy Machinery, which uh, they're awesome, but they're one of those acts that can be protected in NXT. I think, I think they're still probably a bit green, mm-hmm. but um, I, I fear that is going to be completely... They're going to be mishandled on the main roster. And I, I don't think that's me being cynical. I think that's me looking at what's happened for the last three years. They'll be the ascension. Yeah. Like, come come March, they'll be the ascension. Or... Uh, I was thinking more Enzo and Cass, where they just like level out because mm-hmm. they have got a lot of charisma, and then they just break them up.
2: Yeah, and although that, that does mean then Otis can become WWE champion, which, <laughs> which as we all know, is the main <laughs> goal of this company, right? <laughs> and if the, if that's what the new era ends up being, I'm oh, all for it. I'm certainly next review. If, if Otis Dozovich is not WWE champion at some point, this company has no clue. Uh, and the last one is EC3. Yes, who was reportedly, according to PW Insider, he was going to be called up after SummerSlam, but the concussion that he suffered during the Velveteen Dream Takeover match scuppered all of those plans. And that's probably quite clear from watching NXT, because he's not done a lot since. Like, he's been sort of in a feud with Undisputed Era. But it was also like, very much in the background because they had war games to deal with. And now they're sort of picking that back up again. And clearly it's not going to go anywhere because now we know he's going up to the main roster.
1: Yeah, so EC3 is a guy who I think should have just gone straight to the main roster. He didn't need to go to NXT. Because a lot of guys don't need to no. go to developmental, but their style fits yeah, the yeah. indie scene that they're trying to you know, destroy. <clears throat> so replicate, yeah, whatever, <laughs> potato, potato. But EC3, fantastic look, fantastic promos. Just fine wrestler. And for NXT you can't be just fine But you can on
2: the main roster Where looks and promo abilities Get you a lot further And you've got to worry as well about the character he's presenting that they are going to present him as a bit of a comedy goof Because his video package was him in a suit Then undressing With a lot of focus on him pulling down his trousers To reveal his butt Mm. In pants obviously But at the same time I just saw that I was like uh oh Comedy goof I guess Yeah. Not that that's the worst thing You know, he's very good. He's He's a very funny guy. He always wanted to do comedy. He always did comedy anyway. So uh, maybe it can work. But like, I mean, we were talking about this in the office earlier. These these call-ups just say to me, what WWE fans like is NXT. So to placate those fans, we're going to give you NXT call-ups. But we don't want to give you any of our top guys because we still need them to sell tickets to the NXT live events that we're not really selling a great deal of tickets for anyway. So we can't give you... Matt Riddle, we can't give you Keith Lee, we can't give you The Undisputed Area, can't give you Ricochet, can't give you Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Champa, basically all of like the top group of guys and girls, Shayna Baszler, I mean, this and the other. Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate. Exactly, all of like the real, the people that really, really, the NXT that really, really get into, we can't give you any of those, but we can give you some of our main, uh, our mid card cast offs that we're not really doing anything with and we have no big plans for. Hence why we're getting Heavy Machinery. Hence why we're getting EC3. Hence why we're getting Lacey Evans. They're not, like, these aren't people you're going to sell tickets off the back of. But they'll probably be, they're good mid, they're good fodder for the main roster. And as a way to be like, hey, we're giving you NXT call-ups. We're we're giving you what you want, right?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and you just look at these. You've got the the track record of this year of NXT call-ups. None of which have done any good at all. Drew McIntyre is more of a return, I would argue. And, and he has been handled very well, uh, but the these six aren't even in my top fifteen. Heavy, like, heavy people machi- I would
2: bring up. Heavy machinery would just because I think Otis Dozovic is great. But then but you want to see them uh, have a proper what, what, run uh, in
1: NXT first. I was, I was about to say, yeah.
2: but they need like another year or so. Lacey Evans needs like so much more time, I'd say, in developmental. Like she's got a good character, but like I've never watched a Lacey Evans match and be like, God, she's brilliant. Mm. God, she needs to go up to the main roster. So that is that that that's the most immediate change. No none
1: of these people debuted on the show. Spoiler for next week's episode, it's pre-taped. Good god. Imagine being there live. You watch this 3-hour show and you have another 3-hour show right after of raw in the live arena because that's what they're going to use for the Christmas day episode Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve episode, episode next yeah. next Monday so we already know the results there's no McMahon's on it and there's no of the, none of these NXT call ups the next episode after that is New Year's Eve so that's going to be live I think but I, think I can't one. see them doing anything big on a holiday episode so all of these changes nothing's going to happen until two three weeks time
2: in which case why announce it further to my point of Vince McMahon's a genius don't put the McMahon's on the episode that no one's going to watch because then when they return and a rating bumps up again hey guys look we're a proven rating draw I, I i don't know why you're 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 belaboring this point
1: dig it dig it It's the part of the show where we give a shout-out to all our $25 or above Patreons, the Pledgehammers, on WrestleTalk's Patreon page. Thank you all so much. You are our favourite Absolutely. Fans. They're the best ones. If you want to be part of the Swath nation that gives us money, just head over to the Patreon page. We're going to have a review of December to Dismember. I said it right for once. You did. The pay-per-view that sunk the ECW relaunch and... You know, got Paul Heyman fired, effectively, the very next day. It's arguably the worst pay-per-view WWE have ever produced. Yeah, as bad as this episode of Raw, or like, as disappointing as this episode of Raw was, and people go, oh, Raw's the worst ever. No, no. No, 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 no. And we've got a Patreon podcast exclusive to it, to uh, tell you why. But that's going up this Friday, so you want to go over there and donate for that. So thank you very much, Paulie Dangerously Jarman. Yes, Paul, lovely stuff. The $100 man, C.D.
2: Horville.
1: Oh, yeah. These are cheap pups, by the way. The mayor of Paynesville. The real Dan's Dan. Always the bridesmaid,
2: but actually quite frequently recently, the bride. Dan. Dan, good work, Dan. Thank you very much for your uh, care package. We're going to open that up on the Christmas episodes we're going to record on Thursday. Uh the craftsman Blake Carpenter,
1: builder stuff, uh, builder stuff. The event known as Chris Anderson to decide the best in the world.
2: Chris Anderson, man, good You'd work. My man. trophy. Adam and the Anthony Bergeron Vince Jamen. Oh, that's a bit of an update as well, um WrestleTike Andy Datsun has cancelled his patronage. It was uh, officially revealed today. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, so going to have words. <laughs>
1: Asker's future husband, an EOF one-man wrecking crew skin trade. Yeah. Not as nasty a name as it sounds, he explained it to
2: us. And now I get to do this one. You'll never get this name right, you idiots, Matthew Ziminjewski
1: Sure. Oh, that's, that's a great I'm name. I'm very
2: bad at this. Brett
1: the Hitman Matthew Williams. Well, hey. Hooray. Hooray. Lovely
2: stuff. Killer Chris Phillips. Yes. yes.
1: Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Hammer Hammerman, Hammer yeah, Time, he's us Hammers.
2: I want to be like you, Chris Louis. Yes. Well, we're doing a lot of them in a row. Christopher the Condor Johnson. Oh, that's yeah. right. Let's fly away. Let's have a drink, Christopher Travis Merryman. We will on Thursday. It's, it's on our, you. It's our Christmas party. Courtney Villainous Havoc Summers. She's one of our longest ever running oh, Patreons. Thank you
1: so much. Great.
2: Dot dot dot. Dive. Dylan Cashetta.
1: I missed out a dot-dot-dot-dive joke over the weekend. Oh, no am about that. They drew first blood, not me. Grace Rambo. Such an
2: old movie reference. Grace Rambo is just a great name It anyway. really is. Steep hit... Mmm. Uh, Steep Climb, James macker Hill. It's a hill thing. It's a hill one. You
1: sold out, Jay Sellers. Oh, no, you didn't. didn't buy in. You
2: bought in. Jonathan,
1: the Headmaster, Headman. Don't worry, guys, we're nearly at the end. Yeah. Juan de Dios, Infinity
2: Gauntlet. That's right, yes. The dubbed version. And finally, for this episode, stay hyped, Kyle Rowley. Rowley, yes, lovely stuff. We've got we had to do a last pop. Uh, So we're going to have more of these $25 and above shout-out con the Smackdown review and the NXT review on Thursday.
1: As part of that opening segment with all the McMahons by law and actual uh, children, they had Baron Corbin come out. We already spoke about that. And it was it was the McMahons going, ha, ha, ha. Well, you can have your Raw GM spot if you beat this the
2: next person in this match. My favorite feedback I've seen to this segment so far is everyone going, like, it just made me feel really sorry for Baron. Oh, really? Yeah, because this was a guy who, like, on... I didn't see the point of this segment. No. Because we already had this at TLC. Totally. Almost this exact same segment, they just... Did it again Without Finn Balor That is the only difference <laughs> And no Von Strowman. I thought I thought Finn was there
1: Yeah yeah. Maybe he was <laughs> He could have been and Smiling Just smiling behind In the, in the crowd as Yeah As like a creepy face Yeah because
2: Triple H says To Baron Corbin You can have Like they have The McMahons have this sort of huddle And then uh, Triple H says Vince McMahon's You know a brilliant promoter And he said that you can have your job If you beat This man And it's Kurt Angle So Kurt Angle comes out and then they reveal that there's a they go to the back and then Stephanie says oh there's a special guest referee and the special guest referee is Heath Slater the man who had a seven day long storyline about. It was great though It was good What a good storyline I just wish it had been given more time They should have started earlier That's all I'm saying And then uh, Slater comes out I like Slater's reaction to all of this as well because he's saying to all of them right down the middle I'm (laughs) going to call this right down the middle high-fiving shaking hands with Vince right down the middle Very good uh, and then Mike, Michael Cole had my line of the night when Baron Corbin is about to have this match with Kurt Angle with he said was a special guest referee and Kurt Angle goes, Corbin may get his tonight. i was like, he got it last night, you div. This has already
1: happened. My favourite Michael Cole line was much later on in the show where he introduced the recap of the opening segment with the McMahons. And he said, already, already, it was a couple of hours after that segment, now it's time to look back at that iconic segment, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, just wished so much pain on everyone. Yeah. Like that's a, that's an awful thing to make me want, like, yeah, totally. to, to feel people. Yeah, iconic. Uh, so after that, they, they just they, they played this up for comedy, where Triple H would come out and say, "Oh, actually, it's a handicap match," and Gable and Rude come down along with Apollo Cruz, mm-hmm. and I think that's everyone. And then Shane McMahon comes out after that. Oh, and it's a no-DQ match. So they all just get chairs and start beating up uh, Baron. Yeah, it's, uh, the crowd were chanting for tables, and they didn't use the tables to win. They just did the, the Olympic Slam spot and pin. But then Gable and Rude had the wherewithal to go and
2: get a table, bring it in, and then they put Baron through well, you say they had, an Olympic Slam. You say they had the wherewithal. That's not what Michael Cole said. Michael Cole said, we're listening to the audience. Right. We're giving you table spots. <laughs> like the McMahons had decided <laughs> that Hey, go out there and put him through a goddamn table. Yeah. Uh
1: I exactly I I didn't feel sorry for Baron. I I kind of felt sorrier for me because <laughs> this was the exact same segment as TLC, after a segment where you just promised change. Yeah. Like I, I do do you not see do you not see how like instantly hypocritical that is? And it just makes me go. Oh, okay. And it's not the craziest thing in the world, doing a very similar segment to what you did before. But with all the goodwill you need to restore in me, just do something different for your next one. Just start new storylines. But this one just set the whole show up for it's exactly the same as every other bad week we've had for the last couple of months with the same storylines and the same feuds.
2: You say that, though, but the crowd loved it. The, the the crowd. Cr- the That's cr- right off the, the crowd. Wait, you can't, you can't no. choose to when you. I like, can When you pick. I and just like, did. Or when you want to reference the crowd react to something, and when you don't. When the crowd they don't agree with me, they are idiot crowd. <laughs> idiot, idiot crowd. <laughs> the crowd loved it. The crowd loved this segment. It was probably the part of the loudest they were all night. Yep. So uh, that, that Baron Corbin lost. He did so he he had a bad night poor old Baron Corbin. Yeah dr- well, it's he, his fault. He's had a he's had a dreadful 24 mm. hours. Uh yeah,
1: who thought that Baron could top his <laughs> SummerSlam failed money in the bank cash in from last year. Yeah. Uh by just being kayfabe
2: bad this year. Oh yeah, well it's all his fault. Mm. Every single thing that's been bad with WWE this year is all Baron Corbin's fault. Following up that
1: repetitive segment for the new era with the changes We got Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler uh, It was a fine match Drew McIntyre came down at the end And beat them both up Making it a double DQ so Like a, a draw and Change Yeah, it's just wh- f- Why? <laughs> it just, it, it, I don't really care about seeing these three together anymore
2: uh, I, I just want something new for Drew Yeah, it's really It's I mean I don't want to come across like I'm negative Everyone said I was really negative in the show yesterday Despite the fact that I gave the show 4 out of 5 So somehow I was still really negative about TLC Um, But like this just feels like it's a step down for Drew McIntyre Yeah This really feels like we're moving him out of that possible main event picture Into a mid-card feud Yeah totally Because he was like at the top He was main eventing with that really I, I really enjoyed the victory over Kurt Angle and he's just
1: been flattened out yeah. since
2: Remember like before totally before Crown Jewel he was saying like I should be in the tri- it should be a triple threat with me involved for the Universal Championship. Mm. And we were like, Yeah, absolutely, it bloody should be. We were all saying he should be the champion. He should be the guy to take the belt. Mm. And here he is now in a mid card feud that's going nowhere. And spoilers again for next week, he don't win that triple threat. Yeah. And I guess because it's a it's a holiday show, so the baby faces have to always win, which is fine, really but um he also gets beaten up after the match yeah so it's just uh
1: like i get that these next two weeks are right off holiday period we're almost out of continuity but man it it doesn't do anyone any favors when you're trying to build momentum for new stars when you're trying to create this new era that's what i mean yeah and then you just you immediately stall yeah. it's like my friend richard brown he uh when he was 16 and he took his driving test for the second time he stalled and then tried to go down the wrong way down a one-way street on turning out of the test centre. Nice. That's what WWE have (laughs) done with this. They have immediately failed. Like, that driving instructor, they like, he said, because it was an instant failed for this driving exam, and he said, shall we carry on? And the guy goes, well, it's good practice. (laughs) That's what they're doing! (laughs) So after that, we got Dean Ambrose coming out, still doing his germaphobe gimmick. Which is fine, I guess. I'm, I'm not into it at all. I think it's a good look. I li- I know you say Dellboy, but I quite like the I gas why, I, mask I, I guys. mean, I'm only
2: saying it's a joke. I think it actually looks quite good. Yeah,
1: and uh, but he comes out and he does. Th- he tries to goad Seth Rollins out, and he Seth isn't answering. So he issues an open challenge for the Intercontinental Title that he won the previous night,
2: answered by Tyler Breeze to a pop. Yeah, the, yeah, a, a decent. Well, I'm, decent's a strong word. Yeah, he got a reaction. Relative, a relative on free this egg- show. Yes. he got a massive and- pop <laughs> Well, he didn't get as big a pop as Baron Corbin getting put through a no, table. No, 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 no. But um, I, I would. We. Said when Seth did the open challenge deal a couple of weeks ago, and it was answered by Dolph bloody Ziggler. We were like, "God, oh, like, why wasn't it someone like a Tyler Breeze?" Just further proof that WWE watched this show and listen mm, to the things mm, that we mm. say. When they're saying we're we're looking to what fans want, they're just talking about me and you, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because and I then keep trolling us. Because I keep calling Vince McMahon a genius. And um, and uh, so Tyler came out here, and he didn't really get this reaction. And I suddenly thought to myself, I was like, well, why would people give mm. him a reaction? Because he's not done anything in 2018 he hasn't really done anything since the fashion files got taken off tv and moved to the wwe.com and even then i don't think they're doing anything with that now so why would people react to it yeah totally uh, the, the, It was
1: that little pop But the the actual match was very quiet No one bought into a single near fall
2: he And hit Dean's- his, he hit his finishes Yeah. He hit the beauty shot And the supermodel kick To no reaction whatsoever Because the WWE audience Don't know <laughs> that those are his finishes Corey Graves does Because he put them over on commentary But the crowd are just like Moves mm. And I,
1: again Dean uh, You came back We were so into you You've, but You, you, but And you changed up your style Is that, that sort of Unhinged baby face when he came back And he was a, more of a brawler Just don't shake, like keep that Don't go to Resthold City <laughs> Because that's what he did here again It was like, grinding in the headlock Yes Let's work over the crowd and make them actively bored Because that worked out so well the previous night
2: uh, But Michael Cole did put over uh, Tyler Breeze's match with Ricochet Last mm. week on NXT So Ricochet got mentioned on WWE Raw Yes, that was before
1: <laughs> The NXT call-ups were revealed. Yeah. So that got me excited. The ricochet
2: might get called up. Come on now. Come on, man.
1: I was up for a new era. They just promised me the freaking world in the opening segment. (laughs) And then they give me Lacey Evans. (laughs) I didn't even know her last name. I thought she was called Lacey Sullivan until my Raw review and I double-checked it. Yeah. Christ. She does have a mean right hook, though. Ambrose won Woman's rash Shock shock And then he continues to call out Seth And ha ha I bet you didn't see this coming The gas mask Three of the gas mask people line up on the ba- on the the on the ramp But the other one gets in behind Dean And reveals it's Seth Oh my god So why don't you sort of interfere in the match then
2: Because I guess he wants to win back his title Win back the title I get that
1: but you can still, I think, well, screw actually, in
2: with Dean. I mean, you could have cost Dean Tyler and then had a match with Tyler, I guess. Yeah, and a <laughs> wounded Tyler. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I And, don't and know. you're more likely to beat Tyler than you are Dean.
1: I just thought it was weird as Seth, who's trying to frame his new character as this locker room savior, just sort of stood there for his own personal gain <laughs> while Tyler breathes. It's yeah. not like Dean Ambrose cheated, I guess. It's not like. Seth. But that's. Well, then make it that story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But I. Change is the same Seth and Dean feud, which we're all quite audibly
2: bored with now. Going by TLC, certainly. Um, Yeah, then Charlie was backstage with Shane McMahon. He says the new faces will be seen on Raw and SmackDown, and Drake Maverick walks in with with AOP and sort of introduces Shane to AOP. And he said he wants the tag team rematch for the belts, which they lost last week Mm -hmm. on, on Monday Night Raw. And Shane says, and I think... This is, a lot of people are saying this online, but I don't know if this is official Because this is the other bloody thing with this new era Nothing is like set in stone They just sort of say things generally And then we go like, so what does this mean? Like, are all the McMahon's babyfaces now? Is, is Stephanie a babyface? Are they all going to be on TV? At the, I don't know I d- Is Shane a Raw? Like, why does he have authority on Raw? Yeah He's the Smackdown commissioner <laughs> And then, like, so I think the other thing they're doing away with Is the automatic rematch clause which would be
1: a great thing to come out of this I've been very vocal about how I think that just Facilitates lazy booking I do not think for a second That they're going to stick to this <laughs> I think the, the Monday after Royal Rumble In fact, put this down This is my first 2019 prediction, Luke The night after the Royal Rumble There is going to be one title
2: rematch From the previous night's show I think you're probably on a safe bet for that one, which yeah. is why you can't have that because it's got to be a wild and wacky <laughs> prediction. It was funny, actually. I was thinking about our 2018 predictions because I've gone back to listen to the episode so that I could jot them down to a, a, a document for us to do when we do the 2019 predictions. One of your 2018 predictions was Vince McMahon is going to step down mm. from the WWE. It was close. And when he came out here, in my head, I suddenly thought, with like two weeks to go before the end I of the know. year, Ollie is going to steal one
1: of these. I got excited too. <laughs> But yeah, so Shane McMahon says the specific phrase was the automatic rematch clause is antiquated. Yes. So that didn't like that wasn't like a I'm dropping it. I don't know what authority he would have to drop it. Well, he's a McMahon. Yeah, of course. And that well, he has the power to book number one contenders matches because that's what he did. AOP and Drake Maverick sort of push. For uh, a rematch And he says No You're going to have A number one contenders match Where you earn An opportunity Yeah She's a Smackdown thing
2: Coming from a guy Who put himself <laughs> In the best in the world he tournament He earned in the that finals. opportunity He earned that opportunity And made Smackdown the A show by winning I
1: said before we came in here I was like you know what This show didn't make me too angry I just, I just think it's stupid <laughs> And we can have a fun review Of just looking at how stupid WWE But I'm
2: getting angry No I'm still having fun uh, I'm still having fun My you're,
1: fr- you're just like Heavy Machinery <laughs> They just want to have fun. They just fun. want to
2: have fun like he does the worm or the caterpillar. Um, my favourite thing about this is when Shane opened up this segment by saying we're going to see new faces on Raw and then he said you're going to have a number one contendership match of tr- a Fatal 4-Way between the B-Team Revival and I was like and he's going to say a new name because he's just promised us at the start of the segment a new name and then it was like Lucha House Party and I was like oh of course, cool, so no new names then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at least Lucha House Party didn't have
1: handicap uh, that they weren't like a three man unit in Which this match. I
2: guess was all Baron
1: Corbin's doing uh, So after that actually So that match is made Then we get the on their
2: way to WWE Montage marathon Yeah I'm so glad that Laurie and I re- Did our NXT 2018 In review episode I'm so glad we pre-recorded that yesterday In which we spend a good five minutes Talking about Nikki I, Nikki Cross needs to be called up to the main roster I'm almost certain we talk about Lacey Evans in there as well And Heavy Machinery mm. oh, Dang it I mean my my only I'm still hopeful Eternal Optimist That
1: when they debut These people Undisputed Era Just come out Through the crowd And beat them all up And we're like no And they do my fantasy My superior fantasy Booking You lost on We do not get call ups We take our call ups
2: You lost that one right yeah,
1: well, you know, in the popular vote. <laughs> I was going to the same fans that think Vince McMahon's a
2: genius and sheer <laughs> stupid angles that were on the previous night. When people disagree, and we got, yeah, we got some video packages for them, and then so, then all the changes. Leo Rush introduced Bobby Lashley, and they did some your local sports team. Pointed at his butt, And Elias came out of nowhere and cracked him over the head with a guitar. Lashley no sold it. Elias ran away. Yeah. Change. Uh, Corey Graves then said that Lashley played while my biceps gently weep, huh. which Michael Cole laughed at, and then said those were his glutes. And I was like, that's not the point of the joke, Michael Cole, which yeah. makes me think he's never heard while my guitar gently weeps. No, that's his generation. <laughs> he, he grew up as a thirty-year-old a man listening
1: to that. I, I, uh, I, that line I laughed at. I, I, Gafford when he said that. <laughs> I did so, as well. Corey, Corey does make things. Salvageable sometimes But this is You know This th- This whole idea of change They have been feuding In a heel face Switching around dynamic
2: Since before SummerSlam Since Wrestlemania Yeah yeah Bobby Lashley debuted Beating up Elias I actually thought about this today Because I was googling images For the news episode and I googled Bobby Lashley versus Elias And it just came up with Bobby Lashley beating Elias up As a baby face And I was like God they've done They've just been Tied together all year long It's just
1: like a joke. Like, fine, you just phone in an episode, it's the holiday period. But don't do that after you've spent 20 minutes in the opening segment saying how we're going to start
2: listening to you and how everything's going to change. I'm saying the same thing over and over again. My favourite thing about change is the McMahon's on TV again. Like, that's not change. That's what we've always had. Mm. It's not like they've been away for a, no. for a long time. Stephanie pops out
1: whenever she needs to make a corporate announcement. Absolutely. Where's and um, where? Why is Bobby Lashley not upset that Baron Corbin's lost his job? Yeah, you why can't get it? rid of Shane. <laughs> yeah, ju- yeah, Drew and Bobby. Ah, oh, who cares? But you know, no, no honor among thieves. I guess you can say. Then we got a video package for Sammy Zayn.
2: Yeah, returning soon. I thought he was out longer. I thought he was out longer as well, but uh, apparently not. Did you see his tweet that he put up? I didn't.
1: Um, but the video package referred to him in quite... just uh, It made my skin crawl a little bit. The ruthless Sami Zayn. Mm. And I just... I don't think he needs a... I don't think he needs a little... The outlandish
2: Rich Swan or the, yep. the gentleman Jack Gallagher. So Sami Zayn posted up on Twitter During this time off, I've been working on becoming a better person and letting go of a lot of toxic elements that became egotism and ambition. But I watched the teaser for my return on Raw and remembered how good I am at pro wrestling. I actually forget how great I am. Mm. That is the Sami Zayn I want. Yeah. Well, let's hope, hope we get it. Uh, because he's excellent. Yeah. It's just he, he was
1: booked awfully this year. Yeah. Uh, then we got the the actual tag match to crown the new number one contenders. Uh, it was, you know, it was it was a thing. They a-
2: did things. AOP the only ones to get an entrance. They just mentioned on commentary, um, lucha house rules have been abolished. Mm. So that storyline was done for weeks on end with no payoff whatsoever. Yeah, well, I don't know how you pay off the baby faces <laughs> beating up
1: the heels—an unfair advantage every week. You blame it on Baron Corbin. Yeah, uh, but the, the for every they they sort of had a net gain here for me for Lucha House Party because I enjoyed the great spot where Kalisto gets onto Lince Dorado's shoulders and just does a splash onto somebody that was really good,
2: but then Grand Matulik's <laughs>
1: clacker thing, that was insanely annoying.
2: <laughs> oh man, clackers are annoying. Tell me yeah. something I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I Clankers think have always been annoying. I
1: know, but the, has he always had that? Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. And it's massive as well. It's like a ginormous it's He's uh, clanker. quite short. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? It's perspective. Mm. Um, and the crowd 100% did not react to this. But again, why would the crowd react to this? You've spent all of 2018 presenting your tag team division as a joke. Mm. So why would anyone get invested in these four teams? So this is change. We are like starting a new era. We'll see how long the tag team thing lasts. But this is like, you've got to rebuild this tag team division because you've conditioned your audience to think none of these teams matter. So I'm just not going to bother cheering for them.
1: Yeah, so the Revival one, which sets up a match next week on the Christmas Eve episode uh, against Gable and Rude, the champions. And you know, like, that's, that's a freaking NXT dream match right there. That could be an excellent feud with a series of matches. Uh, the revival could get a heel win out of there, and the the baby faces could come back at the end. There's a there's a six month great program there that writes itself really, but it's it's just going to be a holiday one off title match. Yes, pretty much. So it's and again, it's like why well, should I get invested possibly. in this? Because the tag division, like you said, has been revamped like four times this year. AOP come in The the Matt Hardy and. Uh, Bray Wyatt are champions Drew and Dolph Drew and Dolph The freaking shield Seth and Dean And every time you're like Oh okay here's where You're going to pull the trigger now Here it is The Revival get a little bit Of a push They're building up to something No Every yeah. time Every time it's It's just been Not followed up the next week So
2: the report is That there is like A possible shoulder up during the match so perhaps they are going to spin that off into more stories that's not again. a good story well, though. <laughs> i know it, i know it's not i didn't say it was a good one i'm just saying that they might be doing something extra with it but i don't know but this really felt like a pandering win of like we are listening to our fans we know that you want to see the revival get pushed so we're gonna give them a win it's a it's a like when Zack Ryder got a push but it wasn't really a push mm. yeah then we got the
1: Seth Rollins promo after that, saying how Sunday night was the worst night of his life, lost the Intercontinental Title to Ambrose, and he heard he heard the crowd
2: during the performance where they chanted, "This is boring." Yeah, and chanted Becky Lynch, and said that you know, "Hey man, that's my, it's my responsibility to entertain people, so mm. you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to do better next year." It's like Seth is trying to personify Raw here It's
1: like. All the points were here. We are listening to fans I heard your chance I'm going to do better Just to, to keep that Keep that crap to the McMahons <laughs> Seth's one of the guys That you want to Turn into a top baby face Next year As opposed to this Flattened out Remember how hot he was At the start of the year It's making me angry
2: Then Ronda Rousey came in. Oh out. man you want to talk about I This oh, yeah. segment This segment The whole thing not the whole thing, just mm. the, just one point of okay, this. Okay, you you go for it. Well, so Ronda Rousey comes out and like she delivered on her promises from Sunday. She beat beat Nia Jax. She beat up Becky Lynch. She beat up Charlotte Flair. She set out, She did everything she set us to do. She, it wasn't a great promo from from Ronda, in no. all fairness. And she was like, "But I'm I'm more than just a champion. I'm the the champion should be the best of the best." Uh, she was kind of losing the crowd a little bit to, to Becky Chance, but she said, "I'm now going to defend my championship." in an open challenge so it's our second open challenge of the night who's going to be the person to come out and and fight me and there's no reaction and then it cuts backstage and all of the women are at gorilla position shouting for their music to be played and he's like, oh, this is chaos. I like, I like that bit. I was like, oh, man, this is chaos. Who could possibly restore order to this? Of course, it's Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie McMahon comes in and she's like, hey, for God's sake, you guys, obviously I'm going to save this segment. And she brings them, what well, she marches them all out onto stage to essentially go like, you are acting like children. I am going to look after you all. I'm gonna, Just like she did when she brought in. They did the NXT call-ups of of, ba- of uh, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair, and Stephanie was there going like, "You're going to be in this team, and you're going to be in this team," acting on like they're play things that she's just playing with. And she did the exact same bloody thing here. This this division cannot be taken seriously because Stephanie McMahon needs to be here to make sure that she knows that everything can run smoothly. And that's what she did. And she ordered this to be an eight woman gauntlet. Yeah, I hated this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it as I, I didn't dislike it as much as you did. I, it was just it was just lame it was Just lame. So really. lame And the whole like Stephanie was A baby face here But wasn't Didn't, didn't she have Like a blood feud With Rhonda Yeah but she was just A baby face At the start of the show As well I, mean, I think she's now Just a new yeah, baby face. Uh, Stephanie changing Between baby face And heel On one show Is not anything New uh, But yes yeah, she I just I, do, I don't like her Screen presence I Haven't for, for about A year now Although, And she used to be So good at promos And, and getting heat but yeah, so this turns into the eight women gauntlet match with uh, so Bailey eliminated Alicia Fox, and then she eliminated Dana Brooke, and then you're like, okay, maybe they're going all the way with Bailey. Maybe this is the new era. Women, well,
2: WWE love women now. Hey, man, like they gave them like an hour pretty much for this gourd match they took up the entire third hour of the show really and that's a good thing right like that that's sort of the thing that we've been asking for so that i'm very much on board with not so much the stephanie mcmahon Mm. being like the the child playing with her toys not not so much into that bit but and you're right i was like i think they're going to do something with bailey here because she was working through a knee injury which she did a seth rollins and just stopped selling after a while and she's selling her knee so much she went to the top rope to do a move. <laughs> Come on, man! Uh, but unfortunately, she only dispatched Fox and Brooke. Oh no! My f- <laughs> my favorite moment was in this Dana Brooke though. Uh, this Dana Brooke match though. Dana Brooke, such a, tati- such a tactician, such a smart wrestler. Dana Brooke, Bailey is selling her leg like her knee. Her knee is visibly injured. Her knee. She can't even stand. Dana tried to Irish whip her and Bailey couldn't even stand up. She fell down. And Dana Brooke saw this and got a headlock in. I was like, work the leg, Dana. Come (laughs) on, man. It's right there. (laughs) Locking in in a headlock. Come on. Just panic. Headlock. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: So, yeah, Bailey. uh, The next one out is Mickey James. And they have a pretty decent back and forth. But I guess Bailey's too tired. And Mickey James. Beats her because Bailey couldn't come up against Natalia, I suppose. Because you want it to be babyface heel. But you got more people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no. Oh, I see what you're saying. You don't. So Mickey wins here, and then Natalia comes out. No, no, no. Oh no, it was Ember Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ember Moon, uh, they have a good back and forth. Yeah, they did
2: face versus face with Moon and Natalia.
1: Yep, that's a good point. Uh, Eclipse from the top to win, and Natalia then comes out and beats. Ember Moon. Ember Moon. And then we get a, a rematch from TLC of Natalia versus Ruby Wright. So that's where I think that's where it got good with the Ember Moon Natalia stuff. Or actually, yeah. to be fair, Moon and Mickey James. It's a shame Bailey had. Not the greatest calibre of wrestler to work with.
2: No, but she was getting a really good reaction mm. from the crowd. I
1: think it's because people thought, ooh.
2: Yes. People Maybe w- she'll go the distance. She, they were more hot for Bailey than they were for, I'd say, <coughs> was, uh, most of the other stuff yeah. in this. Apart from like, the, 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 ba- uh, the bank stuff towards the end. Um, we should also mention as well, we've got a video package uh, after oh, yeah. the Dana Brooke elimination. Uh, that Kevin Owens is also returning soon. Interesting that Zayn and Owens were separate video packages. Mm. I, the word "soon" scares me, because
1: that—that's eighteen, eighteen weeks. It can be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that are the most extraordinary, uh Emelina stretch. So where were we? After Ruby Riot was beaten by yeah, Natalia. Yeah, Natalia beat Ruby Riot, and then it's boss time. I thought Riot might win and then go on to face. Uh, We've well, been saying this since I Super know. Showdown, man. Yeah, uh, but then Sasha Banks came out last. In the Wonder Woman outfit. So you know it's special. Yep. And I thought, okay, surely, surely now is when they're going to do something, right? Sasha Banks has come down last. Usually, it's the heel who takes advantage of the person who's been in there for ages. I mean, really, that story would have worked better with her tag team partner, Bailey, who'd been in there from the start. But okay, okay, it's Natalia. Not really into Natalia. But, uh, you know... I think this is where Banks is going to. No, Natalia won. It was a good match. Mm -hmm. It was good, especially this last bit. Banks and Natalia worked really well together. But who? The whole listening to the fans idea, the whole change idea, and you haven't delivered on that for the whole show. You really had to do something here that wasn't exactly the same as that. Like that whole Natalia Ronda thing has been in the back works. Since Ronda came in, really Yeah,
2: when uh, when yeah, when, uh, Natty went over to Raw after the Superstar Shake-Up
1: Yeah, and, and you could say, oh, that's good long, long-term storytelling Not really, because they just dropped it for a few months And now it's back again, and no-one is really into that story anyway Like, imagine if Banks turned heel here yeah. Or if, oh, actually, there's one last person to come out for the gauntlet Becky Lynch I was down. fully
2: expecting Becky yeah, to be number yeah. 8 I was fully expecting because I like you I thought they've got to do something big at the end here it can't just be Sasha Banks mm. or whoever the hell is left on the roster well if it was Banks and she turned heel I think that would have
1: that yeah that absolutely worked. yeah
2: but I, I, in my head I was like Man, I bet you it's Becky Lynch they got to do something big and then it was Banks and I was like Man, okay that's fine I've got to listen to boss time um but and then they had a really good match and yeah, like you, I was like, so you're just almost waiting for something to happen. And then and I guess it doesn't really matter because the match is next week. Stephanie had a nice botch of a line when she said it was going to happen tonight mm. because technically it was going to happen tonight. Yeah, but really on TV it's happening next week. So, um, but it's yeah, so it doesn't really matter because it pays off next week and they they have a match and it's not going to go anywhere further because nothing big's happening. So I guess it's fine. But. Doesn't again, why do the show of this is going to be the big load of change when you don't actually do anything that's going to affect change? the big load of summing? Well, and it's interesting as well, because i I don't know if I, I wasn't surprised by this, I wouldn't say, but I, I thought I'd check the reaction on Twitter. I like to sort of check the reaction on Twitter after watching Raw, not just from like people I follow, but you know just like you see at the side the trending topics, mm. you sort of click into those and see what some of the other people are, are thinking about it, some of like you know the sort of fans you see on the ticker tape which they brought back Joe Schmo Joe Schmo exactly average average uh, fan yeah. and the, uh, it turns out that the general consensus is that Sasha Banks is the greatest women's wrestler in WWE <laughs> and possibly <laughs> really on the good. planet she is really good but I was like I mean is she really the best wrestler in WWE
1: I mean it's a, it's a, it's a someone who watches WWE exclusively might think that
2: but even so if you're watching exclusively WWE would you say that, Be- oh, that yeah, Sasha like Banks after is- the last year no, but, um, like <laughs> not even excellent. from a kayfabe, and she's excellent as well. Yeah. Like she's so good, but I don't think she's had a great year.
1: Um, but it's just, you know, we're listening to fans who who wants Natalia to like who's behind Natalia. I well, like Natalia, yeah. but I don't really care about her in a in a character getting a title shot. I've not, I don't think I've ever been invested in a Natalia feud or storyline. Sure, I'm like because she's got, like, the heart legacy and she is a very, very good wrestler, she's lacking something that connects with me and I think a lot of other people. Well, we'll find out because
2: I guarantee there'll be some comments that be like, oh, I've always been a yeah." It's like when mm. you start saying bad things about Alicia Fox being a bad wrestler and all of a sudden all these Alicia Fox fans yeah. came out yeah. and being like, no, she's a pioneer. She's a legend. Or, as I discovered in TLC yesterday, people love Renee Young on commentary. Oh, wow, really? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people like, why do you all hate Renee, why do you hate <laughs> Renee Young on commentary so much? Yeah, she's bad.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so... So that's it. That's that's the
2: big change that nothing has changed. Yeah, they announced next week that it's uh, what you're going to see on the Christmas Eve episode uh, episode if anyone watches it. It's Finn Balor versus Drew versus Dolph, Elias versus Bobby Lashley in a Miracle on 34th Street fight. Paul Heyman will be there to talk about the Universal Championship and pff, mega main event of Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin change. Um, and we're getting Ronda vs Natty as well So they
1: announced all that right at the end of the show With a few graphics and a little ticker at the bottom <laughs> And I was like, okay Well, you know, this didn't the, the, the era didn't change much Nothing's really changed, but that shows a bit of Forward planning they're billing something that's going to happen next week. They're building stuff. Maybe they'll start doing long-term booking now and promoting matches ahead of time. No, nope, it was because it was happening literally right after the show. And they'd already written it. In the live taping. And Vince McMahon couldn't change it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah, we can actually promote these ones yeah. because they're
2: actually going to happen in <laughs> 10 minutes' time. When, when Natalia won and Ronda came out and they posed on the stage, Oh yeah, I, th- did that, I thought to myself, God. I wonder what the main event of this show's going to be. <laughs> it and, and not then it, feel big And time. it just ended. And I was like, oh, mm. okay, the show's over then. I guess I could go about my business. They should I'll have... start prepping the news, I guess. <laughs> if you just move the McMahon
1: segment to the end and just say, oh, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do that anymore. But it's going to start in the new year. Yeah. So... Enjoy. it. Happy Christmas, guys. See, see <laughs> you in 2019. Like that would have been a much better way. But because they set up everyone's expectations at the start, and some people say, "Oh, but so you're, sometimes your problem is that you you get too far into the fantasy booking thing, and you go, you, you decide what you want to see, and then get annoyed when you don't see it." And that's you know that's a valid criticism of, of me. I and I think a lot of the more passionate fan base who just tr- want something good. God, you're so bad. You you want something better yeah, of yeah. wrestling. <laughs> Uh, but th- I don't think that criticism holds water here because they ex- like specifically promised that at the start of the show for a long period of time with all the company's top officials. Yep. So, yes.
2: Yeah. Change is a 20-minute McMahon promo mm. at the start of a show. Um, so I- we're going back to 2006, I guess. Or, oh, well, come back to any period <laughs> of WWE, really. I gave it two out of five. Yeah, I suppose that's fair enough. I didn't actively hate the show. I hated the Stephanie McMahon thing, mm. but that was about the only thing that I actively hated on the show. I and thought everything was broadly fine. Yeah, like and, it, and it was laughably
1: silly. The, the only the only annoying thing is that they promised us something else. Oh at yeah, the yeah start, totally yeah. yeah. Well, before you get on to that Christmas present, mm-hmm. I was going to say you got a birthday present. How was your weekend? oh well, thank you with for asking your, with your
2: experience, So I went <coughs> to a gin distillery down Portobello Road, that um, my wife took me to, and we it was like a three hour four hour deal, and you go down into this they kind of like recreate what gin palaces would have looked like in the 1800s. Um, a bit swankier because they had tables and chairs, which they didn't really have in their gym palaces in the 1800s. Famously, tables weren't invented until 1938. Well, no, they were called announcers' desks, uh, mm-hmm. and then they uh, they changed that so that um, people could stop being put through them and counting as tables. Yep, yeah, first uh,
1: invented in Germany as the German announced desk. Yep. Oh yeah. In the I think oh no, it was oh. in the it was in the Gothic era, so it have been about 14th. I always said it was the really Spanish elaborately decorated.
2: Table. Yep, Spanish. Um, it's disputed. But famous for breaking, that was mm. the, uh, the the deal with. I suppose it's probably why the Germans uh, are taking it now. Yeah, the, the better engineering. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yes, we went to this gin distillery and we went down into this little sort of gin palace recreation and we had three different. Uh, well, we had a gin cocktail, at a Tom Collins, which was excellent at 11 a.m. and then two. It's like sponsoring the show, isn't it? <laughs> and two G and Ts um uh while we got given a history of gin for about an hour which is good because we had three drinks to get through um and it was fascinating oh it was brilliant like the history of gin is genuinely fascinating i turned to my wife at one point i was like i want to get a book on the history of gin i want to read more about this loved it absolutely brilliant and then we went through into the actual sort of gin tasting rooms I was going to... Can you give us the
1: fact? I really like the fact. I've told it to two people since. Have you really?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good fact. So, uh, basically, gin was... Uh, it was for the rich people um, because you had to have sort of... There were certain laws in place. There were sort of parliamentary laws in place that meant that you had to be of a certain stature in order to be able to distill gin and then sell it on. And then uh, when William of Orange became king, uh, he said, no. Gin should be for everyone. So he amended parliamentary laws that any Tom, Dick, and Harry could make gin. And that's when you started getting people making gin in bathtubs and in their living rooms and things like that. And that's when gin became a really popular drink because it was cheap to make and it was very cheap to buy. And in very horrible times in the 1800s when you were poor, you would essentially just work to buy gin. And the the fact, I think they were given it was something like, I can't remember the amount of gallons that we were drinking, sort of, like, per person. But it was so much more, like, ridiculous. Like, almost, like, five, six times the amount that we drink now, and you consider how much the population has, like, grown Mm. um, since the 1800s. And do you know the drawing um, Gin Street? Well, I I was saying, I remembered Hogarth, who's the political cartoonist from
1: that era. Yes. Was that, is that by him? Yes. Yeah, so he famously depicted all of these really drunken people He's such a good cartoonist but and uh, yeah like it was it was like an, a freaking epidemic yes it was gin back then it was like heroin yeah like and people were dying it's called a uh, mother's there's a bar called us a gin bar called mother's ruin mm. and that's because gin is also known over here as mother's ruin because so many mums <laughs> would just like leave their babies to drink gin and the babies would die and
2: then they'd die yep and they oh, were I'd
1: imagine that W K D these days.
2: And they were giving babies gin because as a way to sort of like make them go to sleep and and things like that. Unfortunately, some of them went to sleep forever. Mm. Uh, and you know, kids would bunk off school or not go to school or go to learn just to and they would just go and drink gin as well. And it became like a real <laughs> epidemic across. And so, in the end, it became sort of like so such a problem that gin distilleries like the, the names that they had from as well. I wish I could remember some of them, but they were like the like knock me down quick. Like, that's what the gin was called because it was just a way to bite and sort them out and get as drunk as quickly as possible. And people were selling their bodies to earn money so that they could drink more gin, so they could just stay drunk the entire time. It's an awful, awful period. It shows how bad society was. Oh,
1: like. that's Industrial my... Revolution time. Yeah. And the workhouses and slum landlords. It's so bad that people would just, that's like the first drug epidemic. Yeah. And it's it's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd get that
2: from asda. and uh, but in the end, gin distilleries just started doing water and then trying to recreate the flavors of gin. So they would like try to create the burning sensation that you get from drinking gin. So they would just put acid <laughs> into the water so that when you drank the water you got the burning sensation with not realizing the fact that that'll do you irreparable <laughs> irreparable harm that's gotta be like top 10 worst ideas ever <laughs> well no <laughs> up with that as well is that they looked at like what the ingredients were for, and they they mistook ethanol which is the the spirits in which makes you drunk makes you merry makes you feel light-headed but queasy in the stomach and makes you drunk they confuse that with methanol which makes you dead yeah. And they just put methanol into the water and gave it to people and people just died or went blind from it, which is where the term blind drunk comes from. That's my favorite fact. Oh, it was yeah. brilliant, it was fascinating.
1: Methanol and ethanol are very, very chemically similar, but there is a re
2: like that little difference yeah. is why you can't drink petrol. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it, it was brilliant. And then we went into uh, the tasting rooms where we got to taste loads of distilled gins that have been distilled with certain flavours to make our own bespoke wow. gin. So I've got my own. So me and my wife have got our own bespoke gins. So re- at the end of the day, we got our own bespoke gin in a big bowl. We got a bottle of their own gin. Both so We've gone home with four bottles of gin. So we are stocked up for Christmas now. And I cannot bloody wait because gin is is my drink of 2018 it was Bailey's was my drink of 2017 uh, gin is my drink of 2018 you're gonna get addicted like it's 1824 <laughs> i gonna get blind drunk uh, and what did you call your gin so you got to give it your own name uh-huh. um, I was gonna call it the Wrestle Talk, but uh, Kate uh, persuaded me not to do that because I wanted to like tweet it from the account you, and things like to that to be fair you don't have the license well that was the that other side. that was I mean, I mean my wife does work in archives so she just sort of pushed the glass up and I'm sorry actually uh, the archiver said that you can't <laughs> do that for the licenses legally you're you not allowed to do that um but so in the end i called it feeling my age but the double e was 33 oh that's cool yeah I, credit to my wife she, she was the one who came up with the name um and she called hers uh, uh ages of riches i think which is from the song "Portobello Road. Um, and it was very, it was lovely actually. I've got some asparagus gin within my uh, texture, and fennel, which you pulled a, uh, yeah, you you pulled a bit of a face. Hate facer. fennel. Fennel's brilliant. It's lovely. No, it is not. It's delicious. I tried to give you a fennel once, and <laughs> even you wouldn't take it. And you like fennel. <laughs> I do like fennel. I just don't know how to cook. I know it has like use it within a spice. But if you gave me a piece of fennel, my wife is much better. Give you at a this. whole fennel. I'm just trying to give you a. No, whole well, that's fennel. what I mean. If you gave me a whole fennel, I wouldn't know. What I've tried to cook it once, and it was a disaster, and I haven't returned to it since. But I do want to try and get better at cooking fennel. I just booted it off the balcony in the end. <laughs> I hate it. Get out. Right, so we're running out of time, but we do have to open up this present because, quite crucially, we've been sent this gift and we wanted to do it for the <laughs> Christmas show, but it has a note on there that says, Open before Christmas show due to best before dates. So we People do. Have love it when we get food on the podcast. So we, we do eat. have to get into this. Uh, okay, so we've got a letter here. <laughs> um, hello, three wise <laughs> oh, no. men. It's open. <laughs> oh, the crisps have fallen out. Okay. Uh, hello, three wise men. Keeping the Christmas theme. Uh, you've sampled some delicious cheeses from the depths of Italy. You've sipped on some of the refreshing beers <laughs> of Germany. But now the finest of the fine, the creme de la creme of world cuisine. Here's a pork pie and a packet of crisps from oh, Leicester. Oh, now
1: that's what I'm talking about.
2: Uh, all jokes aside. One, the pork pie is actually delicious. Sorry, Luke. And two, I truly wish you all a very Merry Christmas from the Limit Joshua Linnet. P.S. The crisps are supposed to be uh, crunchy, so you don't have to cook these first. Uh, which is obviously a pun when we tried to eat dry pasta from the uh, previous uh, yeah. one because someone opened up the box upside down and we didn't see <laughs> the letter. Thank you so much for sending that. One. Oh, yeah, the best before is. Although, actually, we'd have opened that because we're recording it on the 20th. Mm. So that actually would have been fine to shh, open up. Shh. Oh, yes. No, thank you. Do the Christmas Eve episode, the Christmas Christmas. Day episode on Christmas Day. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for sending that across, and thank you so much for your lovely letter.
1: And love how this is our contribution to cuisine. It's the pork The the Italian (laughs) food, the lovely German dried cured meat, and then we've got a crisp
2: packet (laughs) and a pork pie from England.
1: And does it say that's the one I'm most excited about? Oh, oh, (laughs) isn't
2: it? This is an award-winning brand, 100% British pork. I do miss a pork pie. Mm. Um... Yeah, it's always time to prolapse. And I just want to, I just want to put out here, uh, you know, because I am vegetarian now. We put out a call on the last episode to uh, our connection, uh, connection, our connection to Gregs about putting more uh, vegetarian flavors in Mm. their sandwiches. Our connection has not got back to me yet, so he's starting to slip down in my favourite writers list. In the wrestle Tikes. In the wrestle Tikes, because he's not responded to any of my requests, and actually has not even respond and not even acknowledged that I've made a request. So, you're losing your place, man. You need to step up your game. Either we've got to do these iTunes reviews because we've set them up, but I also just want to say it wouldn't be
1: like us to set something up and then not deliver. <laughs> before before we get out of here, I must say that a lot of people. Mistook Andy Datsun's name for Randy Datsun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just want to say keep doing that. Yes, yeah, keep yeah, calling yeah, him. Andy <laughs> Randy Datsun.
1: Because if you're an American listener, you're like, oh, Randy, that's a pretty common name. Randy Orton, Randy Newman. Uh, over here, if you've watched any Austin Powers movie, you're making me Randy. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a term for horniness.
2: If someone's horny, yeah. they are Randy. <laughs> it, the, the feeling that you felt when Ollie <laughs> Davis read how, his poem last week, that is Randy. And it, was ju- and it was all honest mistakes as well. It was no one doing it maliciously. Everyone just thought you were saying, get out of here, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> get out, Randy Datsun. You say so Randy down there, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Randy Datsun. Randy, Randy, Datsons. Randy, Randy Datsun. So we keep whispering that to him. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, Randy, Randy, Randy
1: Datsun. Uh, oh, if you only listen to the podcast, go and watch the news episode from last Friday because yeah. we all did a performance of TLC's Waterfalls. Not that we're going to make any money off of that
2: video, but still, go watch it yeah. regardless.
1: Yeah, it took the hit. We took the hit. Because we thought art, that was the one time artistry has come up over copyright claims. Yeah. So all the all the money for that video in the spirit of Christmas, we are donating <laughs> to the TLC copyright holders. To Universal! Sony Entertainment. <laughs> Sony
2: Entertainment. There you go, Sony. Okay. Merry Christmas. iTunes reviews. We will reluctantly
1: read out your reviews <laughs> if you write them. And they've got to be five stars. Thank you, Dan Roshi. He writes... Love these guys. I've listened to their YouTube channel for the last few years, and they are fantastic. It was great when it was just Ollie. I know, the good old days. But the expansion of the channel since then has really worked and is much deserved. Thank you, Wrestle Talk. Oh, yes. Please Thank you, you very much to you, sir. And you are awesome, Owo, says, love it. I love it because it is about wrestling. Oh, well, it is. Easily pleased, man. Um... Uh not a but her not a her podcast host writes Top Lads, Top Podcast. Not just my favourite wrestling podcast, it's my favourite podcast to listen to while working.
2: There are so many other better ones Woo! out there, but thank you so
1: much for your kind comments. Um consistently consistent consistence from Gully Sands, uh No Thing Good, just great from Lilo Lub, thank you. Uh and let's see if there's any funny short ones. There aren't Great, great radio This is why there are better podcasts out there So, they're all just so wrong A lot of people saying consistent But thank you everyone who wrote those reviews back in June And that is why
2: we need you all
1: to start writing reviews again
2: Is that the latest reviews from June?
1: Oh, it's sporadic So 31st of October, 20th of October, 12th of September
2: This is by most recent so it's, we're blaming iTunes algorithm? For what? 15th of August? Well, you, of August, you said you got them August. sorted by most recent, yeah. but they are sporadic dates. So you're blaming... No, no,
1: no. I'm saying people just aren't rating us as much as they once were when we read out their reviews.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry. Well, that, yeah, so to answer my question, that was the latest review was in August. 31st of October. But then there's big gaps between...
1: Right, I see what you're saying. So leave a review. We'll try and read it out, folks. Yeah. If you've already left a review, just open up a new account and
2: leave another review. I don't think you can do it twice. Yeah, absolutely. Just do it again, mate. It's fine. Uh, But that is all we've got time for on today's show. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to be back tomorrow with SmackDown which might actually have that Naomi versus Mandy Rose match that was promised to us last week and not delivered. Change. Will we see Triple H and Stephanie and and Shane and Vince on SmackDown tonight? We'll find out what the next step of change really is. Uh, Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Fickle.